Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. We are doing this. It is another episode of Open Bar Talk, the uh, dopest bartending podcast in the streets. Uh, If you want to find the show, you can do that. You can go on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you find podcasts where you can find this show. Openbartalk at gmail.com is a good place to email us uh, on Instagram. We're at openbartalk. You want to find me, I'm your host, Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Uh, you can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. Uh, I make it super easy because branding is a thing. Uh, now, the last couple episodes we've been doing have been dedicated to the world of bouncing, right? Because you know, bartending is its own world, right? It's its own pocket of a world, rather. But being a bouncer, I feel like, has its own unique spin. So I felt these last couple episodes, I wanted to dedicate some time to those fucking crazy stories. And with that being said, I'm very excited to have uh, this guest on. Um, if you've ever, fo- if you followed my trajectory throughout comedy, this dude has certainly been very much part of that world. Uh, one of my one of my homies, man. You know, if you ever listen to Three of Negroes, this is one third of that outfit. If you ever went to the Harlem Comedy Festival, this guy fucking put it together. I mean, I'm you know, again, there's so many stories. Just fuck bartending and all that shit. Him and I have been part of. Um, I'm very excited to have Neruda Williams on the show, my dude. It's been a while. Hey, what up? What up? What up? Uh, Jim Jam. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute, man. This is great. This is very cool. We, I'm just uh, gonna roll this roll this J while we do this intro. But uh yeah, man. Uh happy to be <laughs> happy to be a part of your next iteration of, of comedy. Oh um, boy. What's dope about you is like you never really go outside of your wheelhouse. You know, three of Negroes, I'm a nigga, you're a nigga, easy. You know, open <laughs> bar talk, I go to bars, you go to bars, easy. You yeah. know what I mean? You keep it you keep it really simple. Your next podcast is just gonna be you interviewing, you know, your polo shirts or something like that. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the polo, the polo nation. Uh, yes. if you will. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, look, truth be told, man, like, you know, you got to talk about what you know, like, right. it, you know, right. I know about some nigga shit. And yeah. I know about doing some bar shit. So, like, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I mean, you do. as you and I both know well, uh, <laughs> yeah. we have been in many bars over the years. Yeah. So, I'm very excited to to have you on the show, man. Uh, it's gonna be we're gonna have some fun. Uh, yes, so, so let's uh, let's jump right in, man. Um, you know, now I should say this, like for the listeners, like uh, Neruda has worn. I don't millions of hats throughout uh, <laughs> throughout the life and times of Neruda Williams. Uh, so when I put out the bat signal, just like, has anybody been a bouncer? And Neruda's like, I have. I'm like, well, obviously. <laughs> I thought you knew though, but okay. I knew. Well, look, I knew you were like hanging out uh, out in Montauk, but I was just like, oh, I just I didn't like think as to why. I just assumed like, well, that's the life he lives. 
<laughs> so right, right, he's going to be right. out in Montauk. But I didn't specifically <laughs> know that you were, in fact, a bouncer um, yeah. out there. So, again, it just that as the log line of itself um, is pretty fucking hilarious, <laughs> given you. But, uh, yeah. tell, you know, talk to us. Tell us, how did you, first of all, how did you get into bouncing and how did it land you out in Montauk? And also, like, yeah, just talk about it. What, what happened? Well, um, I mean, it's very interesting because, you know, it really started with, with comedy, right? Like, I was, um, <laughs> I was, uh, I don't know, I must have been like a year or maybe two years into comedy. I was, um, you remember when I first got into comedy, I, I sold blow. Okay, so going back to what you said about me in my intro, right? Like, I just realized recently, I turned uh, 36, right? I just okay. realized recently that I've lived three different fucking lives over just three, three and a half decades, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and because in Harlem, like, you start so early, you know what I mean? Like, my first, you know, experience with life was, like, you know, being a young kid growing up and trying to be a drug dealer, you know what I mean? Right. And trying to, you know, uh, uh, 996 grams, you need FOMO, you know? Um, just trying to get that kilo and keep that flowing and being that dude. Um, and then at the same token, like graduating high school, going to a private university in New York City and then selling blow there and being the guy who sold coke until, you know, until it was just really crazy because it's like I didn't even go to school there anymore. I was just hanging out in the courtyard of the new school selling blow. Right. Uh, uh, and then I lived in the Chinatown Hotel room while I did that. And then I started comedy, right? And right. so I, I was, I was kind of transitioning from selling coke to doing stand up when I started bouncing. Okay. Um, and the interest, and I don't know if it's interesting, but the the crazy thing about it was that it, it came through me doing stand up uh, at um, comedy. Uh, oh my god, the comedy corner. Do you remember yeah. Comedy Corner? Yeah, I, right. I mean, I would. That's a little bit before my time, but I know, I know of it. So yeah, well, you you just walk downstairs. It's uh, um, now it's like a burger spot, but it's like you know, right down the block from a uh, Grizzly Pear or whatever. Uh, anyway, that was where I was like open micing a lot, and uh, I met this guy Jay Smith there. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, man. That was a, that was a wild dude, uh, and I met Jay there. And one of my first jokes was about selling blow, right? And I would like say, right. uh, I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm, I actually sell cocaine. I got dimes for blah, 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 something, something, something. <laughs> and, uh, and people would either laugh or they'd be like, what? It's, I was going to say, this is good marketing, right? <laughs> you <know? laughs> because you can, you're hiding behind the joke of like, oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm just but kidding. I'm but not. It's, but it's also late at night at a bar in the Lower East Side, like, so am I kidding? Like, and I wasn't, I really had blow at that time. <laughs> um, but I would get the laugh even, you know what I mean? So if I didn't get the sale, I got the laugh. If I, if I didn't get the laugh, I got the sale. Or sometimes you got both, which is ideal. Right, um, right. And so this night I got both. It was actually day. It was actually in the afternoon. I was doing an early mic between deliveries and pickups. And... Jay was there in the audience and he comes up to me at the bar. He's like, so do you, are you really holding? <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, 
Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I am old. <laughs> that's and true. He was like, yeah, so I was like, yeah, that's that's true. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not joking. Like, it's not just a bit. I'm like, no, nah, it's not a bit. And so I take him to the bathroom and I show him, you know, uh, probably like a gram or something like that. He cops. He becomes one of the first people to cop for me at that mic. And maybe in comedy in general. Um, right. It was so long ago. And so then, anyway, we become fast friends. Because sure. a Coke head and a Coke dealer, they go together like, like peas, peas and carrots or <laughs> baking soda, baking soda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, or like cocaine and baking soda. Um, Either way. So, Either way. Uh, so, um, so he, you know, we become friends. But actually, Jay became one of my really best friends, right? And uh, after a while, we were like just doing blow together, not even really selling him blow. And so then he was doing shows for this guy named Vinny K. Vinny K. Manalto, Matalo, something weird. This guy is the fucking worst. He looks like Goober from um, Weird Science. He looks... Wow. He's a producer slash DJ slash just overall... Not a scumbag. Like, he's actually a good, genuinely good guy. But he just does so many drugs and he needs money so much all the time that he's kind of exploitative. And, and nothing is exactly what he said it's going to be. Sure. Anyway, he tells me and Jay that he's got gigs up in the Hamptons in Montauk at the sports bar. Really? Um, comedy yeah. gigs. Comedy gigs. Comedy gigs. Okay. Comedy gigs. And, uh, and he's like, that he's going to produce these shows up there and we'll get paid and blah, blah, blah. And he'll pay for our travel and our, our lodging, right? Sure. Um, Sure, sure, right? So, you know, you're two years into comedy and you're getting fucking road work. It's like, oh, that's, you know, yeah. that's big. That's big. That's the dream, right? Sure. I, I'm about to, you know, SNL, here I come. So, um, so I'm like, I bet, you know, sign me up. And he never pays for my travels. I <laughs> end up having to <laughs> buy a Jitney, a Jitney bus ticket, which actually isn't that bad. You can drink wine going up. I don't know if anybody's ever taken the Jitney buses up to the Hamptons, but it's actually it's actually a pretty good deal if you get the right ticket. It's actually pretty nice. How much are those I go, tickets? They're like thirty. How much? How much are like, they? Yeah, it's like thirty-five, forty-five bucks. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so I guess both ways, back and forth, it's like eighty bucks. But if you're staying out there for a weekend, it's, it doesn't hurt as much. You know what I mean? Like if you were just going out there for an afternoon, eighty-five sure. bucks is a, is, is a lot of money. But if right. you're just going if you're going out there for a weekend or for a week or something like that. It doesn't really hurt you. Um, so anyway, I grab this Jitney bus ticket. I go up there. I get a little drunk on the way up. I believe um, that. Of course, right? <laughs> um, I believe that. And then I get there. Uh, Montauk is a, is, a, is a fishing town at the end of the Hamptons, right? Like right at the tip. Um, sure. And so it's all, it's a mixture of like all these rich, preppy, madras wearing, pastel short wearing, you know, chads and then like hardcore old men in the sea type niggas that like you know they they wake up eating you know lobster rolls you know fresh out of the bay and all that sure. weird shit you know um uh you know big big yellow hat and yellow jacket wearing niggas you know and so it's 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 got that mixture of like townie and these rich kids it's very much like revenge of the nerds like it feels right yeah like looking back on it, <laughs> I was gonna what? say it's very much like like the alpha betas uh, have come to life, uh, right? Right. 
So I get out there and um, and I notice that, right? I'm partying a little bit. I'm seeing these drunk, uh, rich white kids. And then I'm seeing these drunk, poor, towny white people. And okay. then it's just nigga me from Harlem, right? And everybody <laughs> is <white. laughs> Nigga me from Harlem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> everybody is white. And, you know, and hammered though, right? Um, sure. And so we... Uh, we get to the sports bar. I get to the sports bar. Jay's there. Vinny's there. And then there's these guys that work at the at the uh, at the bar there, and the owners of the bar there. Okay. So they start to try to have a comedy show. All right. What's For the audience? Reason, what's the audience look like? I mean, I know they're like, white, but I mean, like. Okay. Um, well, first of all, they're all half in the bag. They're all drunk, and it's like nine o'clock, right? They're already Perfect. hammered. Because out there, you start drinking at, like, 11 a.m., right? Like, every day is brunch, you know what I mean? And sure. then it's, like, day drinking, day drinking, going on the boat, going on the beach, day drinking, day drinking, day drinking. And then by 9 o'clock, people are fucking taught. And so, and then shit doesn't shut down until 3, maybe 2, maybe 2, maybe I'm bugging. Anyway, so people are sloshed. That's number one. Um, there's, no, there's no chairs or seats. It's a sports bar. So people are just oh my standing. God. <laughs> it sounds <And> the music <laughs> horrible. It sounds fucking horrible. It's terrible. And the music uh just gets abruptly cut off, right? Like like Vinny just starts talking over <laughs> and what's like basically a, a, an iPod with this track <laughs> like journey, you know, like journey tracks and shit like that and all of those. And he just starts talking over it like and now we're gonna have we're gonna have the comedy show. We're gonna have the comedy show, okay? And we got to we got. And then he says some, you know, it, it, they're not trying to be racist, but this is way before Twitter and PC and sure. culture. This is way before BLM and all that. So this is back when, like, uh, even white people that liked you still said stuff that, if they really liked you, was even kind of on the on the cusp of being well, racist, right? Th- you're friend, not totally racist, right? But, like, right. so they're like, oh, come on, you're my friend. Uh, right, right. It was definitely that time of, of life. Come on, you know? I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine even listening to it now. But yeah, uh, he said, you know, he said something like, you know, and then we got, we got, we got, we got, we got a black guy, something like that, something that just puts me right, bloop, right on the spot. There you are, uh, and yeah, there I am. Now I got to uphold, you know, all the comedy reigns for all the <laughs> all the black comedians that never hit the point sports bar in Montauk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I got to hold it down. Do it for uh, do it for Martin, and so I'm. All right, so I'm like sitting there, uh, not sitting there, standing there, because uh, most people are standing. Some people are sitting at the bar, but the lights aren't down because there's no dimmer. It's not a theater; it's a fucking bar, right? It's a sports bar, and so then anyway, we halfway get through the show. People are like heckling and making noise, and then <laughs> uh. Uh, I think the owner was just like, you know what? Big tells Vinny, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna put the music back on. And Vinny... <laughs> oh, that's, and that's so... the fuck... right. That's the fucking worst. Like, I've been a producer. You've been a producer. Like, it's one thing for a crowd not stay, or for someone to walk the crowd, or or for the crowd to be disparate, or just not to get a crowd. It's one thing. Like, you can kind of salvage that, right? You could be like, sure, yeah, yeah. You know what? You you two people that are only two people here that I'm gonna just perform for you or just you, dude. Or we're just gonna have open mic now, guys, or something like that. 
But it's another thing when the whole fucking bar owner loses confidence in you. (laughs) Or like the show is like, you know, 15 minutes and then towards like minute 13, it's like, you know what? That's okay. This this is a bad idea. You know what? I mean, the game's on. You know, there's a game on. Let's, we're just going to watch the game instead. But thanks for coming. Right. So, so so now, I was going to say, so you do the show, right? And then what? They're like, do you want to work here? <laughs> right. So wait. So the show doesn't even actually fucking finish. Right. Right. Um, and then I'm like, so why are we getting paid? What's going on? And then Vinny's like, I don't know. We, we didn't get any money. Like we didn't make any, we didn't sell any drinks for the bar. So I'm about to get fucked out of this money. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then Vinny says, but you know, you, 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 you could, um, uh, they, they, they're the shortest security guy. One of the security guys can come in. Uh, you know, you could work for that, and you can, you can make double what you're going to make tonight. And I was like two fifty, you know. And I was so, like, so wait, Vinny. So Vinny brokers the deal for you to bounce the bar, <laughs> right? Got it. Right. Okay. Right. And only um, and only because you're black. Like there's no, there's no, like, you weren't like, Hey man, you know, I've, I've done this before. Like, you know, I have my license. Like I know how to de-escalate a situation. They're like, well, you're black. This works. Which I definitely don't know how to do. Cause that was the time, you know, that was the time in my life when (laughs) I was like, you know, pulling guys out of the back of taxi cabs and like, you know, just really bugging the fuck out all around. Um, Which I guess was one qualification. You know, I guess that was one thing. I could recognize someone bugging the fuck out, and I could, and I had the the you know, uh, you know, just the oomph to go so sure. do it. Because I recently realized I got into a lot of fights, right? A lot of fights in the streets, a lot of fights at schools, you know. Um, but I don't really know how to fight. Like I know how to get punched in the face and keep swinging. Like you know what I mean? Sure, like, right, I, right, right. I really, I don't even know how to spot. I know how to be somebody's fucking punching bag, and then hope they their arms get tired enough uh, to where I can say I won. But I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I've learned, I've learned recently um, from through my own little studies that, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know the first thing about actually how to hurt somebody without getting hurt, which is the idea in fighting. Right. Um, and uh so, and so yeah, perfect so, perfect recipe for being a bouncer perfect perfect recipe <laughs> perfect. and so um <laughs> and so jay was there and jay's also not getting paid jay was like a burly big dude you ever, you ever met jay smith i don't know if you ever met jay i don't think like, i met him. i think i saw like pictures of him um but yeah. i don't think i met him um, um i'll send you a picture of me with the rest of the security staff <laughs> it's on my facebook i'll send you yeah, yeah. Of, but, send it. I'll put it up when your episode goes up as your security picture. Yes, you got it. So, uh, but it'll also show you why this nigga offering me this job was insane. Because, like you said, I'm not really qualified to be a bouncer. I don't got my fire marshals fucking thing. You know, uh, I don't know CPR. I don't fucking know any of this. And I'm, you know, about right now. I'm overweight at 175 pounds. I at that time I was like a buck fifty five. You know what I mean? (laughs) Wet. And you're talking about, you know, all these surfer dudes and wrestlers and, you know, the high school football quarterback. They're all in there smashed. And I'm, you know, and then all the bouncers are huge, muscle bound, massive, you know, uh, 
world's strongest men looking niggas that look like they're wearing a fucking weight belt all everywhere they go. Sure. Uh, and then and, there's uh, you. And now and you're, me. And now you're on the team. And now they just threw me a security shirt. And it's like, yeah, all right. Can you, you ready now? And I'm like, what do you mean am I ready now? And they're like, yeah, uh, you know, just check IDs. Um, and then, you know, if anything gets out of hand, you know, just, you know, give them a warning. And if they don't listen, drag them out. That was my, that was my whole training. That was wow. the whole, that was the whole fucking training. <laughs> so, um, and so I, they, they let us stand on crates uh, inside the, the spot. And then the lights came down. And then it gets bananas. So lights get down and it's like, you know, dark with like uh, fluorescence and the music is back on. And now it's just drunk white people who've been drinking all day. Uh, rich white kids, you know, throwing money on the ground and then pouring their beers and shit on it and dancing around it. And dudes constantly picking up chicks. And we weren't, we weren't supposed to let them pick up chicks or pour beer on the ground because obviously that's a hazard, right? Like someone sure. could slip and drop. Fall. Right. Someone could drop some money and slip and fall, right? So I would have to, you know, tell them. The funny shit is, though, that they knew what they were doing, um, the owners and Vinny, because uh, honestly, I only had to hem niggas up like maybe three times I can remember in the full five years I worked there, like every summer. Um, Really? Yeah, because they were always afraid of just my voice. I sounded like like Mammy with bass. You know, I I sounded like, you know, what did you say? What? I was going to say, you definitely have a uh, security guard voice. And if you really were to lean into that, I could see, like, if there was going to be, like, a melee, like, like the beginning of a melee, if you were to really throw on that voice, that they, yeah, this makes sense. There, there was a melee, I, and I'll get into that one. All right. When we get there. But I just want to say, yeah, so, um, so I remember most of the time, uh, you know, there'd be some dude doing something stupid or, you know, passing out or doing some dumb start fighting with some dude. And I'd just be like, hey, cut the fuck out. And them niggas would just, oh, oh, okay. And it was great. It was, uh, everything's okay. <laughs> it was, it was like, I'm still, <laughs> still working. It still works to this day. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, you, uh, you startled somebody with that. Please, it's, everything's chill. Yeah, so, so you so you're able to uh talk some folks out of uh out of altercations but as you just said there was a melee mm-hmm. let's talk about it right so um it's still new york right like people think of the hamptons um or they think of montauk and they think this is some like seaside town in fucking seattle or some shit like that you know uh, or boston or massachusetts but no this is still new york so there's puerto ricans and mexicans and all that you know inland Right. Of, of you know um on the island you, like on, on long right. island like on long know. island right <laughs> so like well i mean like the way the way long island is described essentially is is like it's like a reverse oreo in that right. the middle is black and on the outsides is white so right. like on one tip of the island it's white the other tip of the island's white but in the middle it is black and brown so right. you're definitely gonna have black and brown folks heading out to right. montauk to chop it up work and to yeah. work, you know? Um, right. And and so those cats, there was a bunch of Puerto Rican cats, like just some Latin cats. I don't know if they were Puerto Rican or Mexican. I don't really know. But there were some Latin cats, and they worked, they worked, like, the kitchens and other shit, like, all over the island during the day, right? And so right. when they got off, they want to be treated just like the rest of these white kids, you know, um, Chad and Brad and, you know, Tad, 
uh, want to be treated, you know, when they come, you know, to the bar. And I used to constantly tell everybody, like all the other bouncers, I really don't want to work inside. Uh, you know what I mean? Number one, when I worked inside, everybody's always giving me drinks. And I'm not supposed to drink while I'm on the job, but you know me, I'm a lush. So all these broads mm-hmm. sneaking me drinks, you know, I'm going to fucking have a couple. And, you know, two hours of me inside the bar in a corner somewhere, I'm, I'm done. I'm hammered. I'm starting fights with niggas and, and dancing, with, <laughs> and doing, the, doing the Dougie or whatever the fuck. Um, so, uh, so I, uh, I would always be like, yo, I want to be outside and then, and it's also cooler, right? It's like, you know, and you can chill. Um, so I want, I always wanted to be outside. And so I was outside in the back, watching the back area. Um, and I was right by the fence post. And what was great is, uh, people would like bribe you to try to sneak them in so they didn't have to pay full cover. Right, 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 right. Which is really stupid because I mean, at the end of the day, if they get back out and their ID hasn't been they checked in the front, they can't come they, in. They can't come in. So you know what I mean. Or if the if the dude at the front was also a shit bag, he just charge you again. Like so, it's like so. Then you end up paying like three times what you could have just paid the first time and got a stamp and it'd be over. But no, you want to be. I don't know. You want to cut the line. You know, rich kids are stupid. I don't really understand what rich children are up to. I understand what, what rich adults are up to. I don't understand what rich children are up to. It feels like they're just up to stupidity. Anyway. Um, so I'd be out there and some douchebag, some white kid uh, was trying to sneak him and his boys in through the back, right? Okay. And I was like, look, man, I, you know, I, I don't really want to have trouble. You know, just go to the front, just go to the front, just go to the front. Um, they offered me like a hundred dollars, though. Like, you know what I mean? To just move a fence post. So. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good day's work, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm making 250 for the night. You know what I mean? So every time I get, you know, a real nice bride, I'm taking that shit. So, sure. I, you know, you know. And I would check their IDs, too. It's not like I was just letting children into this fucking uh, uh, hell den. <coughs> I, I'd be like, let me see some ID. And, you know, ID look a fish, you of age. Give me that little honey piece. Come inside. Enjoy yourself. You're going to get kicked out. But... That's that's but on you, homie. That's, you're gonna have fun a, while you're in there, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So whatever. I do that, and some of these guys who worked at one of the restaurants was in the corner of the backyard, and he uh, he was pretty drunk. And then one of the people that I let in, one of his friends, was like really drunk. Okay. And they they start now. You know, drunk, d- so what? So these, so the folks, like these drunk folks that you were letting in the back, are they also slipping you money too? Like, are you how's? Well, the dude paid for his three friends. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay, to come in, and he was like, "Here's a hundred piece, dude." The entry, the cover charge to get in, I think was like ten dollars or fifteen dollars a pop. Ooh. Yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, what is that? Fifteen, thirty, sixty. He basically paid a $40 premium just to cut the fucking line, right. uh, which is whatever. You know what I mean? That's on him. Hey, it's your uh, money. Right. But a lot of times when people are that anxious to get into shit like that, they've been, they are super drunk, right? They just want to get to the next party, right? And so I, but I'm not thinking about that. I'm just like, oh, I just made an extra hundred bucks that I don't have to share with nobody. That's going to me, whatever. They're, the the Latin niggas is over here. Um, and one of the other Latin dudes, yeah. Something happens, and somebody's cup spills. A 
these two guys are getting at it. I break it up once. I go over there. I'm like, hey, cut it the fuck out, guys. All right? You stay over there. You stay over there. You know, it's like dealing with kids and our own children, really. Sure, sure. Uh, and I'm like, you stay over there. You stay over there. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, I go back. Go back to my little post. 20 minutes later, they get back into it. And then the other two niggas, like their two friends start getting into it. Before you know it, by the time I get over to the pit, <laughs> now it's a whole fucking melee of white dudes versus Latin dudes. Like oh, sheds and like Madra shorts versus uh, like alpha beta alpha niggas versus a bunch of, you know, uh, Chino niggas, you know, and uh, right, right. not Chino niggas, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like some Mexican niggas and it's, you know, it's MS-13 versus... Uh, <laughs> MS, MS-13 versus QAnon. Yeah, versus Beach Boys. and <laughs> The Beach Boys. And so um, it's just crazy. One of these dudes breaks the fence down, like okay. kicks the fence down, and then breaks one of the wood planks in half. And he's like chasing another dude with it, like a stake. Jesus um, Christ. Another dude pulls a chair hits one of these other Mexicans with the chair. Before you know it, all the chicks, everybody who's not involved is screaming and running away. Cops rolling. But it's county cops. It's not like... So they know, know So they know all the chads. <laughs> they know all the chads, and they know all and the Mexicans. And the Mexicans, right, right, right. They know everybody there, right? Um, but they don't really know the chads, because honestly, the chads don't live there. Those people just summer in... Right, Montauk okay, in yeah, fair point. So they know the Mexicans more than they know these white guys, but of course they still have to protect these white guys because it's you a have to protect the chads. Right. right, you have to, and also right, white America, you got to protect the chads. So right. anyway, they rush in, but they are not NYPD. They are not Rikers Island turtles. You know what I'm saying? Like right, these niggas right. are, you know, three niggas named Joe, all you know from the same aunt and mama. You know what I mean? Like right. so, it's like you know these niggas rush in and they start getting banged up. <laughs> like uh, one of these white dudes and like and like a fucking one of these pastel short niggas just pop 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 breaks up one of these little deputy niggas. Um, his other two deputies instead of trying to solve the other issues, they just start dragging him away like it's a fucking scene in a World War Two like, movie, just, <laughs> like saving and, saving Private Ryan. Yeah, saving Deputy Allen and fucking. Uh, That's funny. Um, and then the Mexican niggas is wilding. Uh, some dude pulls a knife. Anyway, uh, me and the other security dudes, we end up just clouding, like making a like a like a wall around the club door, and right. just not getting involved with any of that, and just watching <laughs> this, this, this crazy war happen for like an hour and a half between cops, rich white dudes, and a bunch of fucking kitchen workers um, up and down the last street. In so you, Montauk, New York. So you essentially were like the in, like the security inverse security, like the anti security. Like, well, this is uh, now we just watch the fight because two hundred fifty dollars is not worth my life. And also, how do you break up a fight with three warring factions? You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Um, you don't do that. And you know. I don't know if any of these niggas who work there with me are ever going to hear this, but they're going to be real mad that I was part of the reason why that shit started. Because you, <laughs> you should just follow rules. You know, there's a reason why you make niggas go to the front and, you know, they, they're they allowed in if they're too drunk or not. You know, and they're not too drunk. You know, you might have poured the gasoline around that fire, but you know what? Yeah. 
that's, I mean, how you got the job, that pretty much explains why, why you're uh, letting people in from, from the back, man. You know, how you cop is how you keep, is, as my father used to tell me uh, about the, about the, you know, about the game. And, uh, and they, you know, they, they cop a, a, a comedian. They didn't cop God. fucking, you know, super cop. They didn't cop fucking, you know, uh, Jet Lee or fucking Shaquille O'Neal or some shit like that. I'm a fucking regular dude. I tell jokes and I yell at people and I put my hands on you too. But you know, I ain't no enforcer. And so right. yeah, I couldn't stop I couldn't stop the melee. Oh, <laughs> rules? That, that. <laughs> I have to enforce the rules? Oh well. I feel like you picked the wrong person for to... <laughs> Yeah. That was a uh that was a horrible, horrible decision. So so let me ask you a question. Uh so you did this for five years, right? Yeah, five summers, yeah. What is the one thing that you learned from that job? And that can be, it doesn't have to be about the job itself, but like life lesson, whatever. What is the one thing you took away from that, from that experience? The one thing, I mean, it's so hard to narrow that down into one thing. Um, I think those summers and that experience up until maybe now, up until maybe the past two years, was probably the most transformative of my life. Like it probably taught me the most about how it feels to be independent, to travel independently of anyone else. I don't mean like parents. I mean like, right. Like, like, uh, you know, there was a lot of times going up there where I didn't want to go, you know what I mean? Like those are my friends, but they're really more colleagues and friends. It's not, I was, I was trying to get further into comedy. Um, and I felt like doing this every weekend because I needed the money was really hurting my chances of like hosting at the, you know, uh, uh, at the clubs and right. at the pair or wherever, you know. Um, and uh, and also I just felt like it was just wasn't getting me anywhere. And every time I was getting drunker and drunker and what felt like making less and less money. Uh, and that okay. that probably has something to do with each other. <laughs> I would say the more drunk you get, the less money you're going to make. Uh, so yeah. I could go that far. I was like addicted to like Red Bull, but it was like it was like yeah. So I think the the thing I took the most from it was is how delicate um, life is, how delicate your your life is and my life is. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Man. I mean, like. It's, it is, I mean, you know, I, I've started asking this question uh, of bartenders, bouncers alike, and I feel like there is, you know, and this is why I do the show, is there is so much life that happens in a bar, and there is so much, uh, I, I, yes, obviously people go there, they get drunk, they have a party, da 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 da, da clearly. However, I think there is some sort of, there are those saleable moments that happen in that environment. And that's why, that's why I ask those questions, you know? Um, so thank you, Neruda, for bringing us to Montauk. And what I would say is almost like the, uh, how not to be a security guard, a security guard. Yeah. This yeah. is this I, in, engaging tale. And, uh, we do appreciate it, but I, I'm just happy to have you on the show, dude. Uh, I appreciate your time, man. Now, now we're going to get into our, our our final segment of the show, which is what were you drinking? Now, as you know, uh, you and I are hanging out for as long as we have. 
Uh, I have a very messy Facebook timeline. Uh, there are people on there who post things that I can only assume they were drunk when they did it uh, because yeah. no, no sober person volunteers that information. Uh, so that, <laughs> that, that being said, you as a bouncer and also someone who's dabbled in booze uh, will know uh, what is someone drinking? What was someone drinking when they wrote what they wrote? Okay. So, I will read the post. You can ask any clarifying questions you want. Is it a guy? Is it a girl? What time did they write it? That's always a very important uh, uh, piece of information. But um, if you're able to glean it off of what they wrote, so be it. So here we go. Here's our post. All jokes aside, the Bible is unfolding before our eyes. What were they drinking when they wrote that? I don't even know if that's a drunk post, if that's from 2020 or 2021. Um, but all jokes aside... The Bible is unfolding. It really before, before, before I Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to say gin. Gin. Interesting. That's a gin. A gin-fueled yeah. revelation. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. You know, there is... Um, there is no wrong answer here. Um, the only wrong answer is that there wasn't alcohol involved uh, because no one, no one posts this uh, fucked up off of water. This isn't, this isn't an apple juice fueled uh, uh, insight here. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying that saying the Bible is unfolding in front of your eyes, no matter your interpretation of it, you know, the, the last couple of years has been uh, something uh, biblical uh, some, in some way, shape or form. Some could draw those parallels, right? Um, but uh, I'm very certain that uh, gin was involved. Uh, okay. I, I, like, I like where your head is on this one. Um, I feel like that's a very accurate assessment, uh, Mr. Williams. Uh, and for that, we thank you for your expertise on the topic. Yeah. So, I'm drinking red wine. I, I, I was wondering what that cup was. Um, I, uh, I've been drinking whiskey myself, um, but, you know, Neither here nor there. So, listen, uh, Neruda, thank you so much for uh, for bringing us a little slice of the world of uh, of uh, bouncing. Uh, do, no you ha- do you have uh, you have anything you want to plug uh, before we get out of here? Um. Oh, right. I do this thing every Sunday night, B, um, where uh, I play some of my comedy vinyl, right, and. Um, and uh, yeah, it's on Clubhouse and Facebook and Instagram Live. I don't know if it's gonna be on Instagram and Facebook because they caught on this last one and they've been like kicking me out. Oh, they've been shutting so, it down. Yeah, but you know, if it's um, up, yeah, check it out. And if you're on Clubhouse, definitely join because it's just be me in there by myself right now. Uh, yeah. But- I uh, I popped up. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. We talked for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I straight up got that invite that day, and I was just like, "Oh, I know Neruda. Hey, yeah. but How's no Sunday going? nights. Sunday nights at nine. I have a room where I play instead of talking at first. Well, we can talk afterwards, but we discuss the album, the vinyl that I play. So I I played Lawanda Page. I played. Uh, um, you play Mom's Mabley. I haven't played Mom's Lately yet. I'm going to play her this coming Sunday. 
Okay. Um, and uh, I played Red Fox uh, Sunday ago. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Go check that out, folks. Um, and yeah. you're on Instagram at what is a what's the tag there? Uh, at Neruda Bear on Instagram. Um, and I think I'm just Neruda Williams on Facebook, and then on Clubhouse Neruda Williams. And yeah, every Sunday night, nine p.m. Well, this Sunday night, I think we're gonna do ten p.m. But anyway, yeah, check it out. Go it's check it fun. out. It's pretty dope. Neruda's pretty dope. Very funny dude, and uh, one of the homies, man. We got uh, we got some history in the game here. Uh, so. Listen, uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, you know, of course, you want to find this show, Open Bar Talk at gmail.com, uh, Open Bar Talk on Instagram, and, you know, everywhere we find podcasts, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, these are good places to find the show. Rate, review, subscribe, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, you know, I really dig doing the show because I think bartenders and bouncers live a life that none of us know, and it's important that we hear those stories. Uh, you want to find me, I'm at Jim Search uh, on all social media. JimSearchComedy.com is a good place to find me. So make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.